Welcome to From a Particular Point of View. I'm Dale. This is a podcast where we look at American life and times from a perspective of faith. There's only one God, man, and I'm pretty sure he doesn't dress like that. We're on a mission from God. Politics. Why should I trade one tyrant 3,000 miles away for 3,000 tyrants one mile away? An elected legislature can trample a man's rights as easily as a king can. Nerd. Nerd! 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 I'm a nerd. I'm pretty proud of it. And enlightenment. What the good doctor hasn't uh, let you in on yet is that your test shows that you're a genius. Please. Your IQ scored right off the charts. There isn't even a classification for you. It was so high. All of your tests indicate that you have the most advanced intellect in the history of humankind. It will test your head and your mind and your brain, too. So sit back, literally or figuratively, and enjoy American life and times from a particular point of view. 106 miles to Chicago. we got a full tank of gas, half a pack of cigarettes. It's dark, and we're wearing sunglasses. Lighten up, Francis. My lords, my ladies, and everybody else here not sitting on a cushion. Today, today... You find yourselves equals, for you are all equally blessed. For I have the pride, the privilege, nay, the pleasure of introducing to you a knight sired by knights. A knight who can trace his lineage back beyond Charlemagne. I first met him atop a mountain near Jerusalem, praying to God asking his forgiveness for the Saracen blood spilt by his sword. Next, he amazed me still further in Italy when he saved a fatherless beauty from the would-be ravishings of her dreadful Turkish uncle. In Greece, he spent a year in silence just to better understand the sound of a whisper. And so, without further gilding the lily, and with no more ado, I give to you the seeker of serenity, the protector of Italian virginity, the enforcer of our Lord God, the one, the only, Sir... Dale. Hello again, everyone. And welcome back to another exciting episode of From a Particular Point of View. I am Dale. Welcome back. To uh, get a hold of me, responses, questions, comments, whatever. Watercoolercomments at hotmail.com or watercoolercomments at gmail.com. So, um, yeah, welcome back. Glad glad to be with you along here. Uh, For listeners uh, all over the world and in, in the United States. Um, today, uh, the, the topic more or less is, um, <laughs> interesting one, at least I think. And it's one that, uh, many, many Christians don't like to talk, don't like to talk about. Um, I, I'm kind of naming this, this episode, uh, the, the church's black eye, not God's. God is perfect. Jesus is perfect. Um, uh, it's the church. The church is not perfect, as many of you probably already figured that out. Um, There are many flaws in the church. Of course, the church is made by people. People are flawed. Ever since that that infamous moment in the Garden of Eden, who knows how long ago, 
when the serpent, a.k.a. Satan, or whatever his name is, uh, represents he convinced Eve, and remember Eve was the first one to take a bite, and she convinced, she probably flashed her, she probably flashed her eyes at Adam and, you know, said to him in a really sweet voice, you know, take this bite and whatever. He's, of course, like every guy, okay, you know. <laughs> so anyway, ever since then, that that now who knows what the what the fruit was apple maybe I think I heard years ago that there is thought that maybe the, the, the tomato was the fruit no matter what the fruit was it was a piece of fruit that was very beautiful very attractive very very good looking I mean I guess the tree was awesome the fruit was just beautiful but as we all know looks can be deceiving as per it was for that moment in the Garden of Eden when both Adam and Eve took a bite of that fruit and the rest as they say is history <laughs> and today well i was inspired both by a uh, a radio preacher i heard oh a good week or two ago at least give or take i don't remember who the preacher was and then by my own pastor uh last week which kind of thought you know that's two hints on in my mind it's like yeah why not you know why not talk about you know what Christians do that's this I mean Christians aren't all I mean you might think oh Christian holier than thou some people do and some Christians might think themselves as that some Christians think that hey I got God with me so I'm this or I'm that I got news for everybody out there we're not perfect we're not even near it and many non-Christians like to put forth the idea of of uh, I forget where exactly it is in the Bible you know remove the spirit you know, remove the log in your own eye so you can take the speck out of your buddy's eye, which, you know, which I can see that definitely. Um, but also goes into the idea of, you know, of uh, if, if the log is sin, then does that mean that somebody else's sin is bigger than my own sin? I mean, you know, like, uh, you know, you know, like if a Christian tells somebody who's gay, you know, you're, it's a sin to be gay, and it is a sin to be gay. Uh, it's in the Bible, you know. Um, you, no matter whose interpretation you, you you follow, having sex with the same sex is a sin. Boom, flat out. There's no, you know, there's no. Well, maybe, or if you look at it this way, maybe not, or eh, you could read it this way to would say something. No, it's it's a sin. Boom, that's it. If, if you don't like it, or if anybody doesn't like it. You can take that up with the big man upstairs. Take it up with God and let him... <laughs> anyway, you get the idea. <clears throat> but, you know, and of course the old idea of, you know, judge not lest ye be judged. And every time I hear that from a non-Christian who is either gay or who is um, in favor of the gay, gay community or whatever, I, I kind of tell them, well, I'm not gay. So, but then again, I do sin. So uh, I, I guess what really gets me about this is that not just with being gay or anything else like that or with anything else that's a sin, either with drinking or 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 anything, anything that you consider a sin, either lusting or stealing, killing, whatever, you know. It's just the idea that we do it and, um, you know, Christians do it too. Um, you know, no matter what it is, I mean, we're not perfect Yes, we, we have given our life to Christ, and He has forgiven us, which is great, but we still sin. And I guess this part here was about the people who 
you know, claim to be Christians. I guess there are people out there who actually call themselves Christians, but they really have never given their heart to Christ. You know, there are some people out there who um, talk about, you know, they talk a good game. They really do about um, their faith, what they believe in. Uh, look at me, I'm so good. I give 10% to the church and I give money to the poor and I do this and I do that. I do this and I do that, you know, but, or do they? <laughs> then again, there's people in the church that, uh, that they go to church every Sunday. They sing the songs, they listen to the preacher, they, they fellowship either inside or outside the church, but yet they really don't do too much of anything else, but they complain about it. And it's, you know, it's just the way it is. It's, we are Christians, you know, and just like anybody else, we sin, we, we, you know, do stupid things because we're human. Humans are terrible creatures, awful creatures, more or less. But one thing I was, excuse me, one thing I noticed that was interesting was when I could think about, (laughs) um, not, not that this guy is bad or anything, but when you think about, um, to me, the, the, the church in the church or pastors or whatever, or a guy who probably is abusing maybe his, his position maybe, is Joel Olstein. Uh, now, I've only known about this guy for a few years, and you never hear him on the news. Um, I don't even know. He, he, I mean, internet, every now and again, you almost never hear or see about him. But um, I guess he is the lead pastor of Lakewood Church, I think. Um, in yeah, Lakewood Church in around Austin somewhere. No, not Austin. Um, yeah. Uh, anyway, somewhere in Texas, I think. And what gets me about this is that um, now I'm a big fan of, of giving to the poor and to the needy. You know, if there's any homeless, pe- you know, homeless shelters or whatever, um, pe- people who are now, what I can think of is this area that this church is, is in must be a very wealthy neighborhood or part of town or whatever. Uh, there are pictures online of the inside of his church. Um, I've seen arenas that aren't this big, sports arenas, uh, concert arenas. This place is huge. And um, apparently, um, uh, let's see, I had some stuff up here about it, um, about Mr. Olstein. Uh, he has a mansion, a very large one. Uh, there's a picture here of all of his cars. Um, many sports cars, expensive looking. Um, and I think I read somewhere that uh, he is worth like $100 million. And I think his church brings in... 20 or 30 million, I think, is what it was. It's the idea of uh, uh, pretty much why. I mean, if you, I mean, if you're that big of a church, um, again, I guess he, his church, the building, because let's get this way, people, the church um, is the Christians in the church. If you look at a building and say called a church, that's incorrect. Um, the, the church is the brick and mortar part of it. It's just a building where Christians gather to worship and study and learn and listen and sing and, and whatnot. The building is not the church. The church are the people in the church, also known as the bride of Christ. 
Um, so, but still, you look at this this building, and it's uh, it's huge. Um, if the inside again looks like it in an arena. Um, and again, he has this. I've seen pictures of his house. He's got this huge mansion. Um, and there's the picture that I saw has many, many sports cars uh, lined up on his lawn. And and I see that it's like really. I mean, I again, I don't know the man personally, of course. I have never listened to his sermons. Uh, I know of him. Um, either he is really good at what he does, or um, he's a bit of a con artist because I, how, how can you bring that many people in? And well, it, I can see you bring that many because there are good, some good Christian people out there, lead pastors who are, who are heads of, of mega churches. Good for them. But, um, now I, I think Greg Laurie is one and there's some other people out there that, um, that are head up, but I don't know about their personal wealth. And what gets me is when, <laughs> when you see a pastor and his his huge mansion, his many many exotic sports cars, is he really using the money for the Lord's will? I mean, you because I it's, it's my understanding that if you're the pastor, no matter if it's to a little country church or to a you know in, in out in the boonies or whether it's a mega church in a very wealthy part of town, still you bring in that much money, you should be able to help a lot of people. Um, so I, I'm going to assume. I'd like to think that in the area of, I think, Austin-ish, wherever Lakewood Church is at, I'm going to assume that there is no one in need. Nobody. No homeless. Um, Everybody has more than enough to eat. Um, Everyone can afford rent or house payments. I'm going to assume that in the area of this church, I know I don't like to assume, but I'm going to guess (laughs) that... You know, with his how much money comes into that church, that um, no one has a need for anything. At least they better not, because if the church is just soaking in money and stacking up their bank accounts, that's probably one of the reasons why people look at the church the way they do. Um, you know, a lot of people look at Christians uh, hypocrites. Uh, you know, especially the the people like Joe Olstein, who has these millions of dollars, who has a huge mansion, all these houses or not houses but cars. You know, I mean, and, and granted, Christians, some Christians do act like hypocrites. Um, but, I mean, again, they're human. Now, I'm not trying to make excuses for them. I'm really not. Because, you know, it's one thing I don't do is even in my personal life, I do my best not to sin openly. Like, I do not use, you know, cuss words. I don't try, I try to keep my language very friendly. Um, not only because I don't like, to me, Cussing too much is a sign of ignorance. Every now and again, a well-placed colorful metaphor, as Spock would say, I think as he said on that one movie, is allowable. Every now and again, you need a uh, a expletive to to uh, ensure your idea gets a tr- gets across with a passion that it's intended. But one thing that gets me is is both and there there are people from different intelligence levels, I guess you could say. Um, who I've spoken to who who sound like sailors. I mean, they're, oh man, they just sound terrible. Their language is awful. And not that they can't speak well, it's just they use constant expletives. F this, F that. I mean, just, it's like, wow. And and that's what gets me is when I hear people who are, who have higher degrees talk, and I've heard that before. I've heard people with higher degrees speak like that. And it's like, really? 
all those years in school and you couldn't learn to speak without cussing? Really? And that's what I try to do is try, try now my best, you know, not to, not to cuss. Uh, I try my best not to judge. It's, it's hard. We all judge. I guess the idea is to judging without speaking about it. You know, it's like when I see, you know, I mean, <sighs> like w- w- again, with the, 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 the LGBTQ plus or whatever community, um, it's, it's, I try not to judge. I mean, there are people, actually, there's some people that I know who actually have gay children and I have nothing against them for being gay. It's not, I mean, I don't know if it's their choice, but, um, it's their choice to sin, put it that way. Um, (laughs) uh, some people I've heard them say, well, I was made this way. I'm thinking, well, God says being gay is a sin. Um, and you were made by God. So that means God makes mistakes. No, it doesn't work that way. He does not make mistakes unless you just don't believe in God. I find it funny that, um, that there, I've spoke to people like that who, who just don't believe in God. And, and I thought that was kind of funny because even Satan believes in God. Uh, and the funny thing is Satan knows the Bible better than most pastors. I mean, you know, <laughs> I mean, he's been at it for a long time. So yeah, but it's, I don't know. Um, we all sin. We really do. And, uh, nobody likes to be called a bigot, you know? And that's one thing is that's what I hear from, from people is that, well, Christians are such bigots, you know, they, they sin and, or they, they tell, you know, us quit sinning when they're, you know, again, it's the idea of, you know, why don't you pull the beam out of your own, out of your own eye before you complain about the speck in mine. And I guess that goes again into the, the, the sin thing, you know, whose sin is worse than others. Um, I'm, I'm again, I mean, if you, see somebody with a nice car. Oh, I wish I had his car. That's actually sinning. You know, that's a sin right there. But which one is worse? Is either if some guy sleeps with his boyfriend or a Christian who wishes he had a BMW or a Lamborghini or whatever. Um, I mean, we want to think that there is different levels of sin, but there's really not. So I guess the idea is, you know, for Christians is try not to sin. Can we? No, of course we can't, you know, but God does forgive. Jesus forgives. You know, uh, Jesus is the one who allows us to go forward, you know, through his blood, through his blood on the cross. And because of Jesus, we can go up to God and God will open up the book and say, well, John, oh, boy, this doesn't look good, man. You got a lot of stuff against you. You got a lot of stuff. And then Jesus will go, um, excuse me, uh, Dad, um, uh, uh, all that stuff you have on there? Yes. It's it's okay. It's paid for. It's all good. It's 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 okay. I took care of that. I paid the bill. Well, okay. Case closed. Come on into heaven, John. And that's kind of I believe that's kind of how it's going to be. You know, it's like Jane, 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 whatever your name is. Uh, oh boy, according to this book, uh, you got a, a lot of stuff. Uh, again, Jesus, I'm gonna get. Um, excuse me, Your Honor, Dad. Um, yeah, remember that time on the cross. Yeah, she's good. She's covered too. Bills paid. I paid it. It's all good. Of course, God would go. Okay, cool. Jane, enter. I mean, it, I'm probably a little bit off. And yes, I'm kind of advertising a little bit, but you get the idea. And the interesting thing is, there is a a um, a speaker, Milo somebody. I think he's Greek, and I can never really pronounce his last name that well. Milo Kornopoulos or whatever the heck his name is. Um, a right-leaning speaker, 
white man, he's gay, and um, I was listening to him speak, and I, he was being accused of being of being a racist gay guy or something like that. And he says, he says something like, "Honey, my husband's gay," so and he's white or something. So don't tell you, tell me that no, no, he's black or whatever. But the funny thing is, somebody confronted him about being gay because he said he was a Christian or to believe in God or something like that. And he says, uh, yes, I consider myself a Christian, and I'm gay. And um, then he said that something that really hit me is kind of, wow, is I'm gay, but that's between me and God. It's like, that's quite interesting, because uh, he does know he sins, and he's right. Um, that's between him and God. Um, so, <laughs> however, most people don't like hearing about that, because <clears throat> again, I'm not saying that most that that most or all gay people don't believe in God. Maybe they do. Uh, maybe they don't. I, I don't really. I, I know a few gay people, but we. It's one thing. For, oddly enough, we don't talk about religion. Again, that's one thing that's. There's a few things that you don't really talk about around the family dinner table or around holidays is politics or religion. And I think part of the politics comes in the social thing, and of course, the social thing comes in. Stuff like that. Being gay, I guess. Um, of course, it isn't really political, but we make it that way, unfortunately. And it's the same thing, though, and again, we tie it together with <clears throat> being gay, transgender, um, you know, manipulating your body to be the opposite sex or whatever. Maybe being born with, you know, be born with, with both you know, um, sex organs or whatever. It, <laughs> I just, I guess pretty much the idea of, yeah, Christians screw up. We really do. We're not perfect. We're human. So of course we're not perfect. However, because of the blood of Christ on the cross, we are perfect spiritually. Unfortunately, since again, we are humans, um, even though we are perfect spiritually, we still make mistakes. Yeah. But luckily, uh, after you, Except Christ, you know, in your heart, pretty much God just throws, you know, all looks looks out of the way. Just okay, whatever, you know, you know, you, you'll screw up somehow. You'll do something stupid, either on purpose or by accident, and Jesus will say, "Well, he's okay. You, know, I'll forgive you. I'll forgive you again. It's been about a billion trillion things you've done, but I'll forgive you." And and of course, God will say, oh, "What do you do? I don't know. I don't remember because you already for, you're already forgiven, so it's all good." Some people are really good at, at at not, I guess, not sinning is bad, but everybody sins. Again, we're trying to get on the level. I'm trying to not the level to do the level of the worst sin and the ba- and the best sin because there is no good sin, and I don't think there really is a level of good versus bad sin or big versus little sin. We like to think there is, but there's really not. I mean, after all, if you would think that to a Christian, <laughs> a a black gay. Um, not even being black. I'll just say, um, a, a gay, uh, pedophilia axe murderer, you know, um, <laughs> he's going to sin a lot, you know, you know, not only just having sex with other men, killing lots and lots of people and maybe murdering and having sex with kids. There's a lot of sin there. But what's worse, either that or the Christian who maybe bleeps out an F-bomb every now and again or maybe cheats on his taxes a little bit or 
is is there a worst? That's not. I don't think there really is. But it makes me kind of wonder. You know, I mean, of course, Christians don't like to be hurt, don't like to be told that they're bigots. But to the matter of speaking, we're all bigots. We all think we're perfect. Christians maybe a little more than others because you know Jesus is on our side. But even the people who aren't Christians, they don't want to be looked at as bigots or racist or homophobic or you name your label. It's all about label, you know, apparently. When you're talking with somebody who doesn't agree with you, because I know that's the way I was in, in college. Uh, in college, I'd get I'd have debates with people, and and once we come up to a, a an idea that we wouldn't we that we would we couldn't just dis, we couldn't just agree to disagree. It was more the case that where we both disagree, and we're not going to see the other side. So the other so the other person would be talking to me, and say, "Well, well, you're homophobic," or you're bigoted or you're Islamophobic or you're label, you're this label, you're that label. And it's like, uh, okay. Um, cause <laughs> you know, and most likely these people who I talk to call me these names don't really know me that well. Cause it's like, that's like telling, you know, it's, that's like telling somebody who actually, you know, cause I actually have multi-racial people in my family, you know, and when people tell me that I'm racist, it's like, oh, tell it to my brother, who's Filipino, sure. And tell it to my, you know, to uh, my, my stepbrother, who married a black girl. Yeah, I mean, it's... <laughs> uh, anyway, I guess it's the, the pretty much the idea of, you know, Christians aren't perfect. We're far from perfect. Um, but the ones who did give their heart to Christ, they, they, they tried to be a little, they try to show love. I mean, what, you know, what would Jesus do? Jesus would love. No matter if you're gay or not, Jesus would love. No matter if you're hurting or not, if you do drugs or not, if you do, if you're out into alcohol or not, no matter what it is, is Jesus would love. And it's the idea of, um, you don't have to clean up to go to Jesus. You don't. You don't have to stop drinking. You don't have to stop doing drugs. You don't have to stop sleeping with the same sex. You don't have to stop stealing, killing, or whatever. To you know, you don't have to do any. You don't have to clean yourself up to get to Christ. The idea is go to Christ, and He will change you, and He will make you not want to do these things. Will you slip up? Probably so. I could almost bet money on it. But no matter whether you slip up or not. It's still the idea of, you know, he he will he will forgive you, and he will make you not want to do those things. Most likely, now, I in my church I am not aware of anybody who's struggling with um, with any kind of issue. I'm sure there are many churches have those people. You know, we actually we all struggle with issues. It just depending on what the issue is and whatnot. It's pretty much the way it is. Some are again worse than others. I don't like to to judge sin or put it at different levels. But again, you know, speeding on the highway, breaking a law is is that worse than? What's you think it's worse than killing a to our system? There are different levels of laws, different levels of sin. But I'm thinking in 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 God's eyes, sin is sin, no matter how good or bad it is. So, anyway, 
So with all that, uh, I, I didn't really plan um, this. Um, I really didn't plan too much for this uh, the, uh, this to be a long episode. Just that uh, after between the radio preacher and my own preacher talking about we are our own worst enemy, you could say, trying to deal with our old black eye. Because again, we're the church, we sin, and we have labels, but try to forgive us, try to use some some compassion, you know, we're non-Christians, because God's already forgiven us. Maybe it's your turn now, too. Anyway, <clears throat> get a hold of me at uh, watercoolercomments at hotmail.com or watercoolercomments at gmail.com. This is Dale, and this has been from a particular point of view. Until next time, everyone, have some mercy, uh, try to be forgiving, and have a great day. Until next time, have fun.